0: The following is brought to you in association with, and from a proud partner of, The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment, here.
1: Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling?
2: hello again guys and welcome to another episode of the broadcast podcast my name is thomas and sitting with me as always he's my bro and he's your bro too give it up for alan
3: hello everyone welcome back to another fun field episode of the broadcast it is your boys from the land down under tom and alan of the broadcast how are you all tom how are you
2: bro i'm going good it's uh been a very busy day we uh have seen each other quite a lot today we went to the rugby uh my first ever live rugby game and i must say it was a a great experience and uh thanks for the invitation
3: you're very welcome um uh i love the game of rugby Uh, i've been watching it since i was very young um, and Yes, it's understandable. Down here in Australia, we have Aussie Rules football, it's the game of games. Everyone knows who you know. If you didn't play footy growing up, there was something wrong with you. Yes, we both played it, but I just find rugby a lot more interesting, a lot more entertaining. And uh, uh, me personally, I think it's just a grand game. And uh, I'm very glad that everyone had a good time when we went out to the uh, to the game today. If you've seen our uh, tw- uh, X or Twitter. You saw that great photo that you posted up today. We looked like a couple of mad men at the game. It, was, it looked like a really good time. And we did have a really good time.
2: Mm. I think it just blew my mind like how rough the sport is. And like coming from a person that played like Aussie rules football for like 15 years when I was younger, to see rugby with these big, burly dudes just... Just slamming together and just seeing like heads bounce off each other and just massive tackles. And I'm like, there's no padding. There's okay. absolutely no padding. Like some people might be wearing their head guard, but no one's got shoulder pads. No one's okay. got anything on their head. Mm-hmm. And these, and I'm saying to you how big the dudes are, like physically, like just walking past them. Like they're like professional wrestlers. Yes. Just jacked up dudes. Yeah, massive.
3: well speaking when you say uh, like pro wrestling, uh, former wrestlers, rich hole. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, who's in the WWE, is a mm. former rugby player. So oh, you nice. look at this, so you look at that mount over mount, how big he is. Mm. And then, you know, you can understand at one time he was playing rugby when he was in school. And when he left school before he got into professional wrestling. And yes, most of those dudes that you see on the, on, that we saw on the ground today are big gentlemen mm. and they can go really, really hard. Also too is, there's some of the women's league. Some of the women in that team, that you might not think you're from afar, you think, oh yeah, there's not much about her. Some of the women are some of the strongest women that you've ever seen uh, participate in that particular sport. But sometimes they even hit even harder than the men.
4: Mm.
3: And I've been to a few of those games just before. Then sometimes back in the day they would have the women's match before the men's match. And now it's sometimes it's being mixed around this time. We're living in a day and age where that's happening, which is great. And some of the women's matches are sometimes more entertaining than the men's because, again, it's a lot of hard hitting, mm. but it's the pace of the game and the fastness and how you do uh, the, the experience of it. So definitely um, I'm glad that you, this was the first time for you to actually mm. to experience rugby at a eye-to-eye, face-to-face type of level. So I'm glad you had a good time.
2: Yeah, and that's what I think we said is how fast it is the game in terms of like content. Like it's just two what forty minute halves and next thing you know it's like, Oh, time to go home and it was what, four o'clock in the afternoon, and it's like, Oh, the drinks haven't really set in for the audience and off we go to the next thing. But um but are they mostly night games? How do they go? Do they get a bit rowdy?
3: It's the funniest thing about the game of rugby is that there is no rowdiness. Every mm-hmm. game that I've ever been to, sometimes it's more the rowdiness of the cheer squad and how yeah. they can come up with some great songs and have a bit of fun. And you can sort of tell that by the end of the game, you're shaking hands with the person that you, you know, who is going for the opposition. And mm-hmm. then you're having a good time with them. And then next minute you're down at the pub drinking and having a few beers with them. It's very different from Aussie rules football. Because mm. that's a game that everyone takes extremely serious. And you know, you could be you know, you could go to a game of Aussie Rules football and you always have those particular people who take the game so serious. And when they take it serious and their team starts to lose, they start to drink and drink and drink mm. and drink. And next minute they get the cockeye look and going, What you just say to me? You can't say that about my afforded time. That's important to me. And next to me, this guy wants to fight you. Mm. My experiences of going to rugby, you don't really see that majority of the time. As I'm saying this, we're going to a game. You'll see a lot of it's very family orientated. Yes, Aussie rules football have that, but unfortunately, sometimes that's a uh, where a lot of people go to these games and let the hang, hair hang out and make fools mm. themselves. Where I see as rugby. There's a lot of people that want to let their hair hang out, like you uh, have. When you're drinking with these people, these are big men, and these mm. are people I'm actually talking about. So these people are actually like it could take a lot of drinking to actually get them quite buzzed. So that's how I know. And then also to the fruit, pepper portions there. Again, it was you can just walk down and you can get yourself a giant burger, chips, and, mm. ch- and a giant drink, and then go around the corner get donuts then go around another corner get a massive hot dog you know it's just the portions of that is ridiculous and it's crazy and oddly enough it's super cheap which is weird Mm. because the economy how it is working these days is basically going oh we've got to make a profit when we do these big game things
2: yeah well i think the one thing i notice is that it is a very cheap day out like for mm-hmm. me and my son to go cost less than fifty bucks, and we probably spent less than fifty bucks on food. So it was only a hundred dollars, and that's everyone feeding, everyone getting a drink, everyone yep. getting something to eat. And I would definitely go back. You know, the fan orientation was great. Like I've been to that stadium when they've had soccer, yep. and soccer is very different. You know, yeah. soccer is very strong in terms of well, this side of the field is this team, and if you barrack for the other team, you don't sit on this side. Like you cut the stadium in half, almost like red and blue, you're over here. And I've been at games where there's been flares, there's been flares in the crowd and flares thrown into players when they're in the corner doing the corner kick. And there was nothing like that at this. It was very family-oriented and, uh, yeah, definitely keen to go again. But if you haven't checked out our Twitter, guys, you can see a, a nice selfie that we took of me just being in total shock of some of the massive tackles and hits that we've been seeing. I have noticed the chat has been lighting up. So thank you, everyone, who are actually tuning in. We've got Cage, my IQ. Thank you, guys. Thank you there, Bakley, turning in. We've also got Justin from Justin Time. Salute family. Thank you, Justin, for tuning in for this episode. Always have to give thanks to our tribal chief, uh, the head of the table of the Bloodline Network, uh, What's Up Brothers. Thank you for joining us. And also, I think Cage has just put in uh, Jordan of the Eagles used to be a rugby player before coming to America. So there you get this idea of people, yeah, moving different sports. Because we've actually had a few AFL players, I think, that have actually joined yes. also the gridiron there in, uh, in America with the, what, National Football League.
3: That too. And also we've had some American players come mm. over to join of the Aussie Rules Football. Um, there is a gentleman who plays for the, believe it or not, I love how we name our teams down here in Australia. We have a team called Collingwood. It's named after a little Porsche, a little, Uh, regional state down here in victoria and it's also so they're known as the Collingwood magpies that's right we named some of our teams after birds and the the bastard bird that that type of thing that during this time of the year now that we're coming up will be swooping at people at random because you're too close to their nest so you need to piss off and um, and
2: and really quickly they could almost take your eye out and i've yeah, serious Seen yeah. news reports of people getting a magpie beak to the eye and losing their eye. And I remember mm-hmm. getting swooped when I was a kid, and I used to have one of those helmets, you know, with like the, the metal thing sticking at yeah. the top. So when they fly down, it knocks them back. But I have uh, definitely heard that, uh, yes, it's dangerous. But it you do is. like that they actually, yeah, uh, we, you know, we got an eagle, but now let's go magpie. It's like that's the most mm-hmm. annoying bird that we have. It's almost up there with a the crow. Like that's, you wake up to it every day. But yes. the magpie, you don't like it. You don't want him near you. You're just like, dude, just go away. Just leave us alone. It,
3: it is a bastard of a bird, and uh, we have a, a American player who plays for the Collingwood Magpies. Mm. His name is Mason Cox, and yep. he also has a podcast as well too. And he is quite entertaining, I must say. And nice. uh, he's a good. He's also a good uh, follow on X as well too. Mm. Um, for, if you're looking for a bit of a laugh, and he actually takes, he's because he lives in Australia. He's actually adapted some of the Australian humor, which is, you know, you have to, you're going to survive down here having this particular type of dry uh, self and uh, self absorbent type of behavior and attitude about yourself. You really got to Mm. look, you know, if you're not making fun of yourself, you're going to make fun of your mate, but then you don't go too hard on your mate. You're going to go hard on yourself. So that's Mm. how it works.
2: Well, that sounds like a typical episode of the broadcast. Uh, It put me down, not (laughs) all the way down, but enough that I know that I'm down. So,
3: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Don't get too comfortable.
2: In terms of how you can check us out, guys, you can listen to us, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, CastBox, Castro, and many more. So wherever you can get podcast apps, simply type in the broadcast. As it says on our banner, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. We are everywhere, and we have been around for coming up to the end, nearly, of Season 7, L. And I think it's been a busy year. Um, So, our season started in October of last year, changed the format a little bit, went from doing entire pay per views or SmackDowns or Raws and just sticking to a match or two. You know, there's a lot going on in the world in terms of pop culture, entertainment, gaming, and wrestling. And we thought we only catch it once a month. Let's use this time to talk about everything. And can pack it into a nice hour and a half show, and it's been great. I would say the numbers that I've seen for this season have been great. We've covered some interesting matches from the world of Heidenreich and Alabama Doink. We did their uh, duo of matches, and they never got to do a trilogy.
3: They never got to do the rubber band, did they?
2: Mm. Yeah,
3: no. it's all right. We we yeah. didn't miss out. We 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 didn't get the we didn't miss out, did we?
2: Well, I was gonna say nothing could beat the first one. Like that first match was a classic. Uh, you know who t- who show me where they take wrestling onto the street? I like that. Let's stop real traffic. Let's make people beat the horn. Let's fight over in a garden. Let's smash up cars. And the second one was just a little bit of a cluster with the drone just flying over. And I think I did tell you. I think we I sent you the link of the actual drone footage of that match, so mm-hmm. you can go on YouTube and either watch the hand cam, the steady cam that was being done. Or you can watch the drone camera, which is just bird's eye view for about 15 minutes. But, yeah, we've covered some other great matches. You know, Cody Rhodes, uh, what Seth Rollins. Most recently, though, we've been doing quite a lot of TBK vaults. We've been putting them up. Our last episode was a TBK vault. We put up Walter versus Illinois Drugoff, the rubber match, actually, from NXT TakeOver 36. And that was a great pay-per-view all up and a great mm-hmm. matchup. Any comments on that last EP?
3: Uh, I remember when we first did that, um, we watched that match uh, in particular in that pay-per-view, and just how much of a hard-hitting match that was and just mm. real. Um, and I had never watched it before, and we were both thinking, Yep, yeah, Walter's got this, he's ma- smashing this shit out of Dragoff, and then next minute, you know, he gets the 1, 2, 3. And I remember you hear it on the show, you and I go, holy shit. He just got the win. We did not expect that. And it was massive cheer. It was it a good, good match. Yeah. And the TBK volts are always a go, fun to go back and listen to. Um, especially because I'm, I'm again, I don't really go back and want to listen to the show. Sometimes I'll go back and listen to like certain bits and then some of the bits of the end If you guys stick around and you listen to the podcast version of this and you go back and listen to the TBK volts, um, I don't even have any memory of most of these TPK vaults. <laughs> and I don't know where the, you find them. And when you put them up, man, it's like, damn, son, where did that come from? Just some real random shit.
2: The random TPK moments where I've taken a sound bite, hey, from like a random conversation, it's like, what were we even talking about? Or what was that even talking
3: Where does yeah. that, and I, most of the time when I do go back and listen to it, um, I'll say to you, I mean, I'll write you a message and go, what the F was that from? Where, what episode is this from? I don't even re- recall saying this nonsense and, or remember you saying any type of the silly of, of this nonsense. Where did this come from?
2: Well, I was going to say, like, this is actually episode 166. Like, so we've done lots of episodes. And when it comes to matches, guys, like a lot of the time we just, you know, see what's in the current day and choose something. And I remember what was it Uh, last month or the month before? I think you chose a match and I'm like, bro we did that and you're like oh that's right like there's so much content that we've done sometimes i will go into the feed and go oh that's right we covered that should i never actually oh we covered bad blood 03 i'm like oh we did the whole watch along to that like some of them just blend in because there's so much content and -hmm. in regards to content guys i want to actually name drop here the bloodline network.com now i'm actually on their website i went on here earlier today and i'm going to list off listen how many podcasts they have got on here because Bloodlines growing so quickly. Like to think of how they started with a core group and just to see how it's just developed now into so much content. In terms of podcasting, so you've got the big dudes in the trenches, we've got Cage My IQ, Dome Field Advantage, Gaming with the Bloodline, which is also on Twitch, Get It Off Your Chest, which is Devin's new podcast. We've got Sandlot Dirt, Roto Slappers, The Casual in Experience. The Director's Cut, The Tim King Show, The Universal Wrestling Podcast, and also WrestleBread Podcast. Now, what's also great, too, is that not only is it wrestling, but if you go onto their website and go to the sports tab, they cover the football league, the basketball, baseball, MMA, and they also do fantasy league and fantasy sports. And then on entertainment, they go deeper into movies and gaming. So if you really think for pop culture entertainment, Like, that's everything in one tight little package. Like, Mm -hmm. everything is streamed from audio versions to video versions. And going on to Twitch, seeing what they do with gaming with the Bloodline. Like, JD's been doing things like The Last of Us and Jedi Survivor. And then Devin's doing Destiny, which I love. Like, seeing him play Destiny 2 is making me just want to finish Destiny 1 so I can actually finally get into Destiny 2 because that game looks awesome. But if you haven't, guys, bloodlinenetwork.com, so much content. They also um, pull it up here too. They also do – their merch has just dropped as well. So, again, in the States, it's your summertime, so many of you guys are getting ready to wear your singlet tops. For us, we're about to start rugging up. We're getting our colder winter time. I am thinking about going on and purchasing some possible summertime gear as we get closer towards November and December. But they also do lots of news articles. And they've also done a couple of best of, So I know Bray Wyatt was covered in one of the most recent posts where people can go in and write almost like journal storytelling, things that they love about their characters. So bloodlinenetwork.com, your one-stop shop. But we can't go any, any more forward without mentioning these two gentlemen here. And we're talking about Nick and Keith from the Universal Wrestling Podcast, uh, both dads, as I said last episode. We're the four horsemen in the da- in the dads' club. Alan and I, Nick and Keith, and everything is going well. I've heard from from them with their young family, and us with taking our boys to rugby. I think I would say our two boys were probably the loudest of the bunch today. Uh, for a few times, we had audience members turning to look at us, and it's like that's not us. That's that's the little ones, the yeah. ones that are screaming and kicking the chairs.
3: It's the clone versions of ourselves, much mm-hmm. younger versions from back in the day uh, that we, that you and I were both doing that when we went to football with our father. But, um, yeah, my, um, I, I, I I'm going to talk about now. Yes, my mm-hmm. voice sounds very different, guys. I was quite vocal as I was at the game today. And, uh, I think I might stress my voice. And I, as we're in the middle of, Watching the game together today, I'm like, shit, man, we're going to podcast tonight, man. Shit. So, yes, I do sound a bit different. I apologize. I sound like my normal self, but the, you know, the deeper voice makes me sound a little bit sexier, I think. So, I'm going to. Well, go I was
2: going to say, I remember when that siren went and you let out one of those big screams. I'm like, he does. He's just forgot that he's podcasting with me now. He's probably going to need a, you know, a Coke or something like that or some ice cream just to, you know, slow that throat down. But I did notice when you first jumped on, I'm like, hmm, I hope he's not getting sick again. Because I know when we covered Royal Rumble 98, you got gradually sick as that episode uh, was being recorded. And the next thing you know, you got a positive COVID test. So,
3: yeah. Good times. Good times. No, no, no. Not sick at all. Just a very stressed voice, our throat, because your boy right here was making some noise. And cheering on his team.
2: I was gonna say, would you like a lozenge?
3: No, I don't want any lozenges from you. I
2: well, keep I... it
3: in my pocket. I keep it in my pot. Yeah.
2: No, actually I make my own. I've been uh, doing a lot of that kind of make your own medicine recently, so yeah.
3: What are you fucking Walter White over there, are you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm are saving you'd... money. I'm trying to I oh, I can make my own milk as well. I'll try to make my own milk, make my own bread. So the milk's not working out. <laughs> It's very clumpy.
4: What are you doing? <laughs>
3: is that you milking the milk out there with the cats? No. all you know, you know, no, you know, the neighborhood there. cats?
2: No. <laughs> I'm out there milking the soybean just like that, making some soy milk like this. Almonds
3: four, as well. Four o'clock in the morning, milking the almond.
2: <laughs> out there with a little torch on my head. Come on. Come here. Dad, I'm thirsty. Come here.
3: Are you talking to the almond or the cat?
2: I don't know anymore.
3: I'm here, Ginger. (laughs) No,
2: come back. I didn't mean to.
3: You're silly. Very silly.
2: Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you, Nick and Keith. You guys are great supports to us. We love you guys doing your stuff weekly. And just to know that we've got, you know, two other American brothers that are standing with us in our podcasting journey, you know, we owe a lot to you being able to, you know, open your doors to stream us on the Universal Wrestling Podcast uh, website and also on the UW Pod on YouTube. I'll just quickly jump back on the chat. We've had a couple of people join in. We've actually got Binbuster from the Director's Cut. How you doing, brothers? Thanks for tuning in, brother. We've also got... Oh, talking about Nick. Here he is. Here we go. What's good, boys?
3: Hello, 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 hello. Oh,
2: this one's for you from Devonel. Milking cats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do do the action, though. Do the action.
3: It's what he does. He he sees the cat and he picks it up and he goes, "Come here, baby." And he just I don't know how you. Do, I've never milked a cat before. Just hold it like that. Yeah, like, oh, you're a boy.
2: <laughs> this was taking too long, too. I'm
3: tired. No, just don't
2: up. worry about it. I'll just have dry weeks. Don't worry about it.
3: I feel sorry for the people who you know. The, the Americans out there who are watching these random Australians on their channel, I feel for you guys, like, what the hell have we got ourselves signed up to? You know, you guys are starting your day nice and fresh. Happy Saturday morning to you all. And we're having our Saturday randomness. This is how we get it. This is how Aussies get on Saturday nights.
2: Okay? Well, it, it ties back, though, because they're having breakfast. It's They're probably having milk with their
4: breakfast. So. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, they. I oh, sorry. Sorry, thank you for the li- thank you for taking the time to <laughs> listen to us on this podcast and stream. Very appreciative.
2: Well, we've got a couple of topics. We've also had a change of direction with a few things that happened in the wrestling world uh, within the last, would you say, what seventy-two hours? And we're yep. going to change some things up towards the end of this episode. But there's a couple of other wrestling events going on this week. What do you want to do first, l I'll let you decide. Do you want to talk about what's happened recently or do you want to talk about some other things we've got on our list?
3: Well, let's go with the positive stuff first. Hmm. And um, I know this is a subject you would like to talk about and that is the upcoming... Is that the AEW show that's coming up? Seems yes, like you're you quite are. Keen, it seems like you're quite keen on it. Um, so there it is, AEW All In. Um, I think we spoke about it, this at the game today. Um I have real no sort of interest in this. I don't even know what the card is, so if you we can have a discussion about this. I'm not actually stop smiling. I'm not being a shit about this. I'd just like to have a discussion of what is going to happen on the show. I haven't been watching Rampage or Dynamite or Collision. I have no interest in it really, but let's just find out what's gonna happen. What what are your opinions about? This? the upcoming show
2: well i'll put the card up we'll have a bit of a chat but i was ready for you to say look you do that tom i'm just going to grab my control i'm just going to do a couple of quests i'm here i'm just not going to be listening to you and i might just turn and do a nod every few minutes but i'm not really interested in what you're saying
3: we're we're live uh you know on to hear everyone we're a live pal so we're I'm not being that guy i'm not being that little you know shit bag of a man I would like to talk about this subject. Okay. Let's do it.
2: All right. Let's do it out. We've got, uh, looking at the card, there's 47 matches though. Are you aware of that?
3: 47. So we're going back to the original all in all those years ago where it went for seven hours. Is that right?
2: Well, this is, ha- this is actually happening over a week. Did you know that they've changed it? The-
3: of course they have. Yeah. Tony, uh, Khan. <laughs> That's how he he works, right?
2: No, there isn't uh, 47 matches. There's a total of 11, okay? All right, let's kick it off. So the very first match is going to be something that they're calling, I think it's the Zero Hour or something like that. It's like their version of a pre-show, so they're doing one pre-show match. Have you seen anything going on with MJF and Adam Cole recently?
3: Well, um, I've seen their um, entrance together. Mm. and that was a few weeks ago where mj's like you're playing the wrong song you're playing my song again and then they mashed their song together adam cole and MJF's song and that part was fun um anything after that haven't really been getting into so but i know they're they're buds they're a tag Mm. team so what are they doing
2: so they have been teasing a potential turn on both sides of the coin you know, it goes back to the, there's a scene where on one of the Dynamite shows where they embraced and Adam Cole with his right hand, you know, padded on the back, almost in the backstabbing action, very similar to what he did to Roderick Strong at NXT. Mm-hmm. So they're yep. kind of planting that seed. The fans are really behind them as a team, but you have to know deep down that MJF is the devil. You know, he's the bad guy in this story. How mm-hmm. much can you really trust him? And they've teased things of like, you know, standing behind him, Adam Cole going for a kick, and then, oh, no, 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 I wasn't going to kick you, you know, I was going to give you a hug. Or MJF was behind Cole to do something, turns around, oh, no, I wasn't going to hit you with a diamond ring. I was just, yeah, just putting it on and I'm here. So they're actually getting a shot at the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. And this stems from the fact that they lost a championship opportunity against the AEW Tag Team Champions, FTR. So, Aussie Open. So, they're a very good Aussie tag team. I have seen these guys regionally in Australia. So, we're talking about Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. So, they're actually defending their titles against MJF Adam Cole in the opening match. What's a little background thing to this is that there's a team called the Kingdom. And the Kingdom was Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. And they were a Ring of Honor team. But they actually used to be partners with Adam Cole in ROH. Roderick Strong doesn't trust MJF Mm -hmm. and wants Adam to choose him. But now Mm -hmm. the kingdom is saying, no, Roderick, you come with us. and let's just observe what's going on here. Planting this seed that they might come in and attack Cole or they might attack somebody else. So I see them Mm -hmm. getting involved in this match. But do you have any input or any ideas based on what you've learned so far?
3: the Australian team that you're talking about, I've only purely seen uh, their stuff in New Japan and some of their stuff they were doing over there was fantastic. I think even at one time, I think they were part of maybe like a quick stint at NXT and that's all I've really seen of them. Um, It does sound like a quite a, um, you know, two polarizing men teaming up, like back in the day of Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or the rock mm. and sock connection, and you know, they're two different personalities from each other. And next minute, they put them in a tag team and they actually work well as a tag team. And in, uh, so this is for the tag titles on Zero Hour. So basically, mm. isn't that? I, I believe that Zero Hour was like, it's like you get the taste. It was like yeah. back in the day, like the pre shows.
2: It's like uh, a with- version of Heat where it doesn't cost anything to watch it. But it's the hour to promote the show. Here's a match mm-hmm. and here's all the promos. Here's everything about the card to get you to then stay on and then buy the pay-per-view. Next minute it starts. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, I'll just open you up see?
2: the chat too because we've had some people put some comments in there Let's about hear. that. So MyQ has said, do you usually wait until the evening time there to watch Dynamite since it comes on in the morning for you? Um, I work from home. On Thursdays, where I can can watch it, but because I watch it on Fight, I can pause it and then like leave it for an hour, and then like say I had a meeting or something, I could come back and then like fast forward through anything I didn't care for. So I can watch it on a tape delay, or I can just leave it and then wait till nighttime. But do you watch? Have you watched it on Fight or do you use KO or anything like that?
3: I'm not home to watch it. I'm, I'm uh. normally when it's on during the day, I'm working with. I'm out majority mm. of the day and i don't really have really that time when i come home to sit down and watch wrestling until much later on in the day and most of the time i'm mm. just happy the game
2: yeah uh, we have got the faction cast podcast thank you for tuning in we've got justin saying aew has done a great job making you guess who was going to turn on who and i do love that it's very very yep. cool KJQ Aussie Open is a fun tag team, especially live. Yes, they are. They're very, very good. We've got Courtney. Thank you for tuning in. Bloodline. Uh, good morning, Aussie Brothers. Oh, look out. It's Tim King. Tim King from the Tim King Show. What's good, brothers? Thank you for tuning in. Um, It's going to be a good matchup. I would say it wouldn't make sense for them to win the tag belts like because they're going to have a big matchup. So it really wouldn't make sense for them to win. But I see Kingdom coming out and distracting them having them take a loss, and then maybe in the frustration of losing, there might be a push or shove to kind of go, yep, now it's personal now when we get to the main event. But I'm going to say Aussie Open will keep their tag team belts.
3: So, sorry to interrupt, so MJF and Adam Cole are doing double duty that night.
2: Yes, which feels very similar to kind of like, you know, Seth Rollins and Strowman, you know, defending Mm -hmm. the world tag belts and then facing off in the main event. You know, that other time. Very similar to that. Yep.
3: Yep. Yep.
2: Okay. So they've actually got another match on the pre-show, which is Jack Perry taking on a hook. Now, this is for oh, the yes. FTW title. So as we know, Jack Perry turned heel. I mm-hmm. believe it was at Forbidden Door 2 after not, mm-hmm. uh, not winning the IWGP title, turned on hook, and then mm-hmm. went on to beat him, actually, for the FTW title. And did you see that RVD made his uh, AEW debut?
3: he did he did really? um and did he get a win over jungle jack he didn't jack get a perry? win he
2: challenged him for the title but jack perry retained but van dam oh, has okay. signed on to possibly do some more appearances as well cool mm. so who you got here hook or perry
3: uh i'm probably going to have to go jungle jack perry he's the mm. heel he um uh, if it is for the FT, F, uh yeah, FTW Championship, um, they want to continue that feud going. So, and Hook, mm. uh, from what the stuff I've seen online, he's quite an amazing wrestler and what he can do. So, yeah, but I've got the heel winning that one.
2: Great. Uh, this is probably I would say one of my most anticipated. It's also a trilogy in terms of an AEW trilogy. So we've got FTR defending the AEW World Tag Team Championship against possibly one of the greatest tag teams that I've seen live up there with the Briscoes. And I'm talking about the Young Bucks. So Young Bucks, FTR 3. And yeah, I was thinking like if this was a two-nighter show, this would have been the main event on one of those nights because the way mm-hmm. they're billing it, it's like this is it, rubber match, 1-1. One, one. someone's going to get that too. So who do you think on this one?
3: Uh, FTR all day um like i said i've got no time for the bucks so yeah those boys hmm. they um just hopefully um was it dash they got in a little bit of trouble the other week with the oh with I the d- like
2: dax with the gun thing
3: yeah 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 with the da- with, yeah 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 be, be careful lad but you know guns are dangerous and there's been AK.
2: so many memes. Like there was a thing where they did a sit down interview with both tag teams, and like people photoshopping an AK in his hand. And it's like, okay, that's enough. Although people are saying, yep, you know, Arn Anderson, he listens to Arn Anderson with the whole Glock thing. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, well that's he's what, getting out of hand.
3: Both of them call Arn Anderson on Twitter, or oh, X, sorry, uh, Dad. They consider him a father figure. Mm. So when he said to Cody, when he gets pulled out of the car. He picks up the Glock and he sh- shoots them the shoots the person who's trying to steal his car. Uh, he just leaves a mess on the ground. Yeah, Arne Anderson knows what he's talking about when it when it comes to guns. You do it's not so mess.
2: That's such a weird promo that was. Yeah,
3: it's fantastic. It was so good.
2: Mm. So you say FTR to keep the belts.
3: FTR all day.
2: We've actually got Justin has just put in the chat there, definitely feels like the Bucks are going to get the championships because of the whole recent arrest of cash. Oh, yeah. So there might be a potential, what is it? You know, he might get some time off or a suspension. I'm not sure. I remember it was really quick. Like, people were like, oh, will this affect his visa, you know, being able to go to London if he does have a court date or anything set? But it seems like it's still happening. But, yeah, I'm going to say, I'll say FTR. Because I like them as tag team champs, I think there's some. I think we're eventually going to get the whole FTR Punk Kenny Bucks thing in the future. So I yeah. think it will be good to see them as tag champs with you know Pungus potential, you know, champion as well. Yep. Uh, this is the only women's match on the card, I believe. So this is a fatal four way for the women's AEW World Championship. So we got um, Hikaru Shida defending the championship against Aussie Tony Storm. Soraya, which is Paige, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD.
3: I got the champ for that one. She's going to retain the title. Okay. Yeah,
2: I had a bit of a feeling because it's in London. They might go with Soraya.
3: Yeah, champion to win. That's it. That's all I got to say.
2: Why? You don't like Paige winning?
3: Stop! Stop trying to egg me on. I know what you're doing. Wait. No, don't. Don't. Piss off! Just, <laughs> just move why, no,
2: on. Don't, but honestly, though, why don't, well, I thought you would actually pick Soraya because it's a whole London crowd, and I think she'll get a, a pop anyway. I think she'll get cheered when she comes out.
3: Hello, here comes a fellow British person. Hello, I hope you win the total. Is that what we want to hear? Jim Chimmy Is that we want to hear?
2: No, no, It's I've taught my son you got to say Harry Potter and bottle of water. That's how you do it, like that.
3: Right, a bottle of water and Harry Potter. We've got yeah, soccer want... and watch, the, and watch a W and watch a lady win the championship belt. Yay!
2: The title, not championship belt, the title.
3: It's a belt. <laughs> Belts go on the your belt. waist, still. Yes, sometimes on your shoulder.
2: Ah, look here. All
3: right, I'm going to say
2: Soraya because I think that'll be good for a heel to get the championship. But I would, I would say Sheeta hasn't had it long, so you don't want it to be transitional and be too quick. Exactly. But I, exactly. I just see
3: Saraya. Did you got it about, what, three or four weeks ago?
2: Yeah. In the last month, yes. Yeah.
3: Yes. Thank you. All right. This is
2: the match I think you're the most interested to see. I think you're very excited for it. It's the <clears throat> only coffin match on the card, but it's a coffin tag team matchup. As we've got, uh here we close it? It's Swerve Strickland. Strickland, and And yeah. uh, Christian Cage taking on, why does it say Christian Cage? That's not the card, is it? I thought it was AR Fox, was he not wrestling now? Why is that? No, it must be taking on Darby Allen and Sting.
4: Yeah.
3: So it's a coffin match. Yes. Cool. But you actually have to build this one.
2: It's a builder coffin. It's not, you don't have to put him in. It's the first one to be able to build it. So
3: So it's like tools (laughs) down. What is this? Is it? Okay. You've got seven
2: minutes on the clock. Oh no. This was Darby's first time making a coffin. Will he get it done in time? And then they interview him. I was really stressed out. I've made a few coffins before, but never something this big.
3: Sting over there. I've had the support of Sting the whole time. He's in the corner, but he's always waiting there to help me out, just like a good father. Yes. I'm very very grateful for Sting being my father. And then Christian comes over. Do you have a father? Is he dead? Good. I'm going to make I'm gonna make shit out of it. I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm going to make everyone feel uncomfortable about your dead daddy. And now I'm going to make jokes about it. And then I'll become a meme.
2: Well, looking in the chat, a lot of people are also agreeing with you with the whole Sheeta thing too, I've noticed. Look, Sheeta yeah. wins. Wouldn't make sense to put it on Tony so soon. Soraya doesn't wrestle enough to put it on her. And just no to Brit. <laughs> yep.
4: Now, in much. terms of why
2: AR Fox, oh, there you go. See, AR Fox was fired by Swerve on Dynamite and replaced with Christian. Ah, uh, See, I didn't even see that. So there you go. So people are all saying it here. He got fired from it, which is why Christian's on it. Because I realized Christian wasn't on the card. So there you go.
3: Thank you very much for, for informing us on um that Tom should have been doing his research, Vaughn. He never did. You could have helped me.
2: You could have had a look too.
3: It's AEW, bro. I ain't doing that.
2: You're like, I am not pushing on my keyboard, A, E, W. No, not doing it. Not happening. Uh, I'm going to say Darby and Sting to get the Coffin Match win. Next matchup, six-man tag team action, the Golden Elite. Are you aware of the Golden Elite? I am indeed. Mm. We've got Kota Ribushi, Kenny Omega, and Adam Hangman Page takes on Kiteshda. K- yeah. K- che- I can't say it now. Katesta. Yeah, I think I, it's the Aussie guys, I can't talk. Uh and Bullet Club Gold, which is Juice Robinson and Jay White.
3: White. Mm-hmm. This is purely just um New Japan. Mm. And with uh, a little sprinkle of you know um Americana on it. So yeah, um that should be a good match. Um it basically it's just uh, Kenny and his uh, and his very close friend um uh, Going out on the night of the town with a cowboy and mm. to, uh, to kick some butt and take names. Um, so yeah, that should be a good match. Um,
2: yeah. Who
3: have you got for that? Who, one? who
2: takes the pin? Who gets the win and who takes the pin?
3: Juice. Ju- Juice, pin? It, Juice gets the pin. Mm. And it's probably like a, uh, a V trigger into a one winged angel that it looks. Mm fucked up but it's going to look beautiful because juice knows how to sell
2: yeah and i would say he's a very meme worthy too like there's so many things about him and how he's acting and he actually used to be a wwe talent on nxt yes he was i remember watching one of his matches i actually believe he was Kevin owens first opponent when he actually debuted it was either kevin owens or samoa joe but i think it was kevin owens his first opponent was juice robinson which was a whole different yeah. name. He didn't even know. It wasn't even Juice then. It was some other character name. He had like Long Dreads. It was a real mm-hmm. kind of hippie, hippie character. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take the actual heels. I think that uh, Kenny, it, for me, Kenny would be pinned. Mm. I think the story that they're telling is to continue the whole Don Callis thing. But yeah. I do think big audience though, you know, 50,000, people that'll be there because all of London's going. Like the whole world is coming to Wembley Stadium. They'll cheer, you know, if Amiga gets a big win. So, yeah.
3: Are you really under the impression that the entire arena is going to be full?
2: Yeah, I'm going. I'm going there soon,
3: actually. No, you're, no, you're not. You know, no, yeah, you're not. Why? You're, um, I don't. <clears throat> I see the arena not being full when you, particularly when you say that. I don't see it. And when you say that um we've seen it all before on on X guys, all the um all the camera shots between the high cam is very depressing. Where you just see great shots in front and then mm. let's take and then the people sitting from in front of the high cam with their phones and you just see what's going on behind the high cam is like yes I can see that happening at Wibbly.
2: Well, you reckon they're gonna tarp to off what three quarters of the stadium and just have a small audience. Well look at all the people in this sellout.
3: Yeah, pretty much. We couldn't do it down here in Australia. Um, so I don't know if uh Europe will will do the same thing.
2: Uh, well you think how many shows like WWE have done there, like since what, SummerSlam ninety two? Like so many Raws and smackdowns and pay per views and you know, we can't forget, you know, Capital Carnage and No Mercy and those shows mm-hmm. there. And th- thank you, Jackie. And respectfully, we thank you, Tim, Timmy White as the referee, or it might have been Jack do I don't remember. It was, thank it you, was Sable and, and Sable and everyone involved. Yes.
3: Fantastic show. All the what perverts out there know. What,
4: was- <laughs> what was that?
3: All the perverts know what we're talking about. If you yeah. grew up in and uh, if you were watching wrestling in 1998 and uh, you got. Um, uh Capital Carnage. Yeah, can't Capital Carnage. And you watched that pay per view and there was uh during a Mark Merrow match. And um yeah. If you all know what I'm talking about. And if you had on VAHS it was always that it always got really pixelated and weird um and kind of shoddy during that match. You all know what you did your perverts. I'm looking right at the camera right now at all of you. Yeah.
2: Yes, we Not, all like okay. wrestling and everything, so yes.
3: Wrestling's for everyone, right, Tom?
2: Mm-hmm. All right, next match, eh? Uh, what do we got? Fucking dweeb. <laughs> oh, look out, we got Stadium Stampede, which which I joked to you about today because we were sitting inside Amy Park, guys, which is, you know, a nice-sized stadium. I reckon capacity probably, what, 30,000? 30, 30,000 they would get there. And I mm-hmm. said, hey, Al, this arena would be awesome for a Stadium Stampede if Tony Khan ever bought AEW to Australia because they have all that space so they could get the golf carts and all that stuff and they could, you know, tape it all over there. And you just looked at me and were like, no, that's not happening. And I'm like, it will, it'll be really cool. So also Stadium Stampede mode is actually an AEW fight forever now, guys. And I haven't tried it yet because uh, I've been streaming my CM Punk Road to the Elite, which you can check out on the broadcast on Twitch. Uh, I will be doing that. But this match is Stadium Stampede. Now, it was meant to be, I think it was six on six, but it's become mm-hmm. five on five because there's been a couple of injuries. Yes. So we've got Eddie Kingston, who's actually back in AEW. He went to mm-hmm. ROH, did some stuff with New Japan for the G1 mm-hmm. Climax, and so now he's actually come back. So it's Eddie mm-hmm. Kingston, Orange Cassidy, who's the mm-hmm. international champion, best mm-hmm. friends, which is Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta and also mm-hmm. Penta, because I think Ray Phoenix is injured. Mm-hmm. And they're taking on the Blackpool Combat Club. So we got yep. Moxley, Claudio, Yuda, and these two guys came back. We're talking about Santana and Ortiz. Mm-hmm. And they've actually joined the heels for this match. Yes, what do you have. think about this
4: one?
3: Uh, it'll probably just be a cluster of violence. Um, they're just going to mess up a stadium. Um is it going to be like all the other um, stampede matches where it's all filmed the night before and you just watch it on the screen while you go get a beer and some popcorn and go take a shit on the toilet? Probably will be. Hmm.
2: Well, because that other so. one they did to which was like Anarchy in the Arena, that was live. Like that was like okay. taped in the crowd with separate camera okay. crews following them out the back, where these are predominantly done pre-taped, as you said, like they, when they did it in Jacksonville. And they had FTR and stuff, and they had what Sean Spears and other times like the first one, which had Matt Hardy and things like that, and what yep. one of the young Bucks just doing that suplex, you know, from one end of the football stadium to the other, and the whole time I'm just cheering him on as he's doing it. I'm like, this is wrestling. This is what wrestling's meant to be. So
3: Yeah, that's it's wrestling, definitely. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. So who yes. did you who did you choose? Well, um, I saw the passion. I uh, saw the in uh Eddie Kingston's voice and how mm. he spoke on um he had an interview with Renee, mm. uh who is John's wife. And then it was like, you know, he what did he say to her? He was just like, Can you explain it to me? Can you explain it? Why? Why? And she goes, I can't, I don't know what to say. And he goes, and he pushed the mic away from her. Mm. Like he goes, No, I don't want to talk about it. It's just like I need to know. He goes, No. And you could just tell that she was just like, "I am reaping the the bullshit that my mm. husband is causing onto this onto this company, and it is not fair." So you could mm. tell. But again, Kingston is God. I, I see him. He gets on there. He speaks from the heart. He's a passionate man when it comes to wrestling. Um, I saw his great stuff that he did when he won the um the championship belt over in um, New Japan how incredibly Mm. humbled that he was. Um, So in this match, probably the good guys will win, just to send everyone sort of home happy. So, yeah, Mm. Kingston and his team.
2: Okay. I'm going to go the other way because I think think one storyline that's coming out of this, and I like to kind of look at it and then do an overall, where are we going? Like what roads are we opening? One of the things I was thinking was there's going to do a a Mox and Cassidy feud. And like thinking of how long Cassidy's been international champion, it's like, well, Moxley's never had that belt. Yes, it's like Mm. a secondary title, but maybe that'll be cool for him to win it and drag it around with him and chuck it in the ring like Stone Cold Steve Austin and pick it back up and pose with it. So Mm -hmm. I see Mox getting the win beating Cassidy to set up an eventual match between them eventually down the road. I think it'll be, I don't want to say bloody, because that's what the anarchy in the arena is. It's like barbed wire and tax and everything like that, and like blood and guts. Where this will be, I think, I don't know, I don't think it'll be pre taped, but I think it'll I be, know. you know, you two go that way, you two go that way, and camera crews just follow. And it'll just be one of those entertainment spot matches. And it'll have some tie into the game, I think, as well, you know, to promote that the modes in the game as well. Okay. We've got four matches to go. This is a match that I'm really keen and it actually just like came out of nowhere in terms of the booking of it. And we're talking about Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Mm, what do you reckon?
3: This looks good, bruv. Um, anything that Will Ospreay does is fantastic. Um, I don't know how Jericho is going to keep up with, um, Mr. Will. Um, it's going to be a barbaric match towards him. Um, again, I like Will ospreay's Osprey's wrestling. He's he can do some amazing stuff. That guy. Um, maybe Jericho of old, of maybe 1996, 1997 of the Lion Tamer Jericho, and Osprey would would have like some mega matches. It would have been great. Um, Jericho again. It's just what happens with all of us now. You you know you get older, and so. I think it should be an interesting match. I don't know how far Jericho will go. Um, He knows how to take punishment, which would be good, because it would just be kind of fun to watch him get beat up. All the while, um, Osprey's just screaming bruv towards him. So, um, yeah, I've got Osprey for that one.
2: Mm. And I heard, too, that Fozzie's actually going to be performing. I think either Jericho's song. What are you doing there, cringing?
3: here we go, Yeah. War, they can't watered, do break yeah. the
2: walls down.
3: Yeah, watered, no, you won't do that, but yeah, it's all Fozzy is, is a watered down Nickelback. That's all they are.
2: Oh, oh my God. Shut the stream down. Shut it down. Turn yeah, it off. Gone. Get running up.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> Who's better? Yeah. Nickelback is better than Fozzy. I've said it.
2: What about Creed
3: though? Creed is king. Creed oh, is always king. Yeah. But Nickelback is wow. always king as well. That's this top tier, and there's Fozzie, just like yeah. bottom feeders. That's all they are. Jesus, L. You do this in my life. That's a...
2: Well, I think it'll be good. I think I'm just noticing the chat there. Look at the cage, my IQ. Look at this photograph.
4: Yeah. It mm-hmm. looks <laughs> uh, just insane
2: yeah. here. Offspray should win, but I'm feeling like it's going to be Jericho. Um, this is cool. Did you watch this? I think you might have actually noted this. The, the contract signing, recent dynamite, which was very personal, some personal shots thrown and definitely it was a pretty cool thing to see. Um mm-hmm. I think if Offspray were to beat Jericho, as he said on that promo, you know, within a span of what less than ninety days, to have beat Okada, Omega, and Jericho, that's a pretty good number of ticks off the resume. Mm-hmm. But I think I see Jericho getting the win. Because he is you know one of the greats, I think he's mm. the main guy he's he almost is the hogan of a e w mm. He is the star mm. he is that character he can work a heel, he can work a face, he can be in a faction, he can know how factions, but I see him getting the win, but again, it's in London, like the yeah. crowd are going to be behind Osprey, even though he's working a heel. Jericho's kind of working a face, they'll be pro him but I'm going to say Jericho with the win.
3: Okay.
2: Well, that's interesting. Okay, just put in the that Offspray and MJF's contracts are up on the same day, on Ooh. June 1st, 2024. So mm, look out, NWA. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> M- MLW? No. I was going to say XPW, but let's not say anything about them. No, so. no, no.
4: Let's not
3: do that, no. Yeah.
2: Alright, next matchup. Uh now this is a the singles match for the real worlds championship. We've got CM Punk defending that title against Samoa Joe, who is the Ring of Honor World TV champion.
3: Okay, cool. They're mm-hmm. going right they're going old school with this one here. Um bit of CM Punk and uh uh Samoa Joe from definitely from the old days of ROH. Um it could be a good match. We, we did see this match on collision many moons ago. And, uh, so, um, <clears throat> I don't see Joe winning the heavyweight yeah. champion, the real, real championship. Um, Phil will probably get the win and get the W and yeah. then go online or then you'll hear a, a report about him that Joe was a little too, a little bit too rough. And then next to you know that, uh, Joe will be off um, Collision and he will be moved over to the other show, other shows. And uh, soon the uh, the Collision show will be called the Just a CM Punk show where he will just have the entire show to himself uh, because everyone's just a little too rough with old Phil.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I think he's building up a bit of a list of people that he, he either doesn't want to work with or they don't want to work with him. So, mm-hmm.
4: yeah.
2: It'll just end up being CM Punk at FTR, just on <laughs> Collision, that's it. I'll wrestle you, Dax. Next week, I'll wrestle Cash, and then next week, Cash, you wrestle Dax. There's three weeks of tapings right there.
3: Uh, they'll probably have a six-man tag against the the Invisible, uh, invisible Tag Team, just like the old <laughs> days where, you know, when the, um, some of Jim Cornette's favorite shit is the uh, the man who fights the Invisible Man in the ring. Oh, uh, yeah. Was that
2: GTW? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Some of the mm. silliest shit on the planet. Just watching a grown ass man flip around and start wrestling and mm. shadow wrestling, not shadow boxing, shadow wrestling against an invisible person.
4: So, mm.
2: what did I watch the other day? I watched some pro wrestling gorilla with what, uh, Justin Liger doing the, uh, what was it? It was like some, I think it was the cha 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 dance or something like that in the middle of like a 10 man tag. I think even like Champa was in the match or Ricochet or something like that. It was just a real cluster of like talent from uh, what PWG. No,
3: no, this is the. I know exactly what you're talking about. This is mm. the thumb spot where the thumb spot was up yeah, the bum, and that's everyone it. got everyone got controlled.
2: Mm. And there's like a lot of slow motion punching and oh, getting the move like that. Yeah,
3: silliness. Nice. Wrestling's for everyone, guys.
2: It's entertainment.
3: Tom puts on his AEW hat. wrestling's for everyone
4: the
2: big massive hat just chunk down like that yeah all right i'm going to say cm punk for the win i think punk won the last matchup which was which you said which was the uh, owen hart cup to get to the final spot um i see punk winning it i think we're going to get eventually punk mjf in a championship or champion for champion matchup I don't know how quickly they're going to do it. Is November too early? You know, that's full gear. Do they wait till Revolution and go towards March? But I would say CM Punk gets the win. Uh, Six-man tag for the AEW World Trios Championship. We have House of Black, which is Malachi, Mm -hmm. Buddy Matthews, and Brody King taking on the acclaimed and the returning Billy Gunn.
3: Yeah, supposedly this is meant to be Mr. Gunn's last match, supposedly. Is that true? or? i haven't um,
2: I haven't seen anything about it but I would okay. think it probably would be yeah
3: because he did do that thing a while ago at the last oh, I was just a show mm. i think I' remember seeing it online that he took the boots off yeah and when you see uh, a veteran that is mr gun do that type of antics that obviously means it's like well it's time mm. to time to hang him up um he's the only the only active wrestler of Degeneration X that's still going today, Mm. and is fit. He is the man. is still looking after himself. Um, so um, House of Black have held held on to those titles for quite a while. Uh, it would be a nice little uh, send off for Billy to to win the championship. Um, with his ass boys and get the win.
4: Mm.
3: So. Yeah, it would be kind of nice to see him get the win, and then maybe after that, he holds the titles up, and then gives the titles to his, you know, his um his fellow tag team, and then he jumps out. They get someone else to join the the fray, and you know he rides up into the sunset and does what he does best behind the scenes and helps with the young talent.
2: Well, I think if you're going with the acclaimed Billy Gunn, that means that's the only match so far that you've chosen a title change. So, I kind of agree with you that that's the match I think that'll also have a title change. I think it's something that, like, Billy Gunn's always been the manager of the acclaimed when they were tag champs, but as a trio, they've never won the trio's tag belts. Yep. So, I think it would be cool to see that, but I really like House of Black. Like, I Same. like the whole House of Black rules and their matches where they dim the lighting and they just go out there and destroy people. And mm-hmm. what Brody King reminds me of someone like Luke Harper. Like, mm-hmm. he's massive, but slams you with everything. Like, he's jumping off the top rope. He's doing cannonball flips, massive clones lines. Like, he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Buddy Matthews, man. Like, the guy gets jacked up more and more each week. Sh- massive shoulders, massive traps. And also, congrats to him and Rhea, who actually got engaged, I think. What, about two weeks ago? I think they posted something about that. And then you've got, what, Malachi. I think he's a great heel. He's a great leader. He's a very quiet leader, which I think is really cool. So mm-hmm. I want to see them keep the belts, but I think we're going to get Billy Gunn and the Acclaim take the win.
4: Cool. We've
2: got some comments here. We've got Justin saying the Acclaim New Billy Gunn was, uh, wins unless it's truly Billy's last match, then the House of Black wins. Yeah. Yes. All right. That brings us to the Mate of Intel, match number 11 for the AEW World Championship, the challenger Adam Cole.
3: The champion MJF. Uh MJF to win this one. Adam Cole probably won't have a chance. How smart he is. a little smaller man he is. Yes. You just pick him up like that and you just put him on the microphone there. Yeah, do a little dance. Adam go and do it. Do it. Um yeah, I don't see him winning. Um mm-hmm. I did see a great tweet uh just yesterday, I believe. maybe when yeah, it was yesterday of mjf's mother is going to be um, at the show wow okay and he instantly his response was f off mum. i don't need you (laughs) jesus so he lives his gimmick day in and day out uh the devil um so i don't want to see any bullshit antics with some people in the back you know roderick strong and um, the kingdom getting involved. It's probably going to get involved with the tag team match. It probably will happen in this main event. I don't want to mm-hmm. see it again. I'm I, again, I'm not going to be watching it anyway, but I just hate the run ins again. We yeah. got that so much during the, um, the bloodline storyline with the Usos or solo and all that stuff. So, um, let's just have a wrestling match. I know that's, but doing them both, although
4: mm-hmm.
3: Adam Cole and MJF, they can go. So, um, it should be a good batch.
2: Anything with the kingdom that I was telling you at the start? As I just said, Well, I there? don't want it.
3: I don't want them involved, but they will happen probably.
2: Well, it's interesting because literally a week after this show is all out, which is actually back in the States. So, I see a lot of these stories continuing and going on to that card. So I don't see the match being thrown out, but I definitely see something with the Kingdom and Roderick being involved will lead to either some tag match or something at All Out. Because that card's only like, I think, two or three matches deep. It's still being put together. I don't see them doing Punk MJF at that. I think they're going to wait for that. I see MJF winning the match. And even a thought I had, what if the Kingdom turn on Cole? And they sign with him. Like, what if they sign with MJF? And then Roderick's the one trying to console Cole. But you got Taven and, what is it, Bennett. They join, you know, with MJF. And there's a bit of a twist there. And then you have some type of match at the pay-per-view where it's like a six-man tag. And Cole and Roderick have to find a partner. And they can bring back Cole O'Reilly. I hope they don't bring in Bobby Fish because he just needs to go over there. Where's the lie?
3: Where's the lie?
2: Jesus, yep.
3: On your way, Mister Fish. On your way.
4: Mm.
2: So I'm going to say MJF, and I think I hope there's a heel turn with the uh, the kingdom coming out and helping him get it. So that's the complete card. There's been no talks that I've seen of any massive surprises coming out or leaks. I think one of the things our brother was saying to us today is, "Oh, do you think Edge will be there?" Because there's talks of Edge leaving WWE, and I'm like, I don't think it'll be this.
3: I think Jay, be- also.
4: You reckon? No, no. <laughs> oh my Dude. God, he's here.
3: He's having some time off with the family. Did yeah. you see what? Um, uh, which one? Um, not Trinity. Um, oh, Naomi. Naomi, sorry. Yeah, yeah, she posted up, but then she blurred the faces of mm. a couple of of Solo and uh, Jimmy. And it was like, yeah. oh, K Fabe, K Fabe is alive, and then the then the. the photo was then resurfaced with their faces on there it was Mm, like mm. and then it's like we know it's we know they're brothers we know they get along Mm. you know but the stuff that's happening in the ring is not you know it's really Mm. me damn it okay that's nice but they're brothers they're hanging out they're having a good time they're catching up with people and i for the life of me i can't remember who the um i think jimmy posted a photo of one of his uncles um Mm. who's a very similarity of And then immediately everyone's like, "Oh, look at the new look on Rikishi," <laughs> and it's like, "That that's not Rikishi. That's like Rikishi's, you know, <laughs> brother, or it could be like a family friend." Everyone immediately was jumping on, like, "Look at Rikishi! He got shaved his head," and it's like, "It's not, you fools!
4: Stop mm. it."
2: What do you think about Edge though? Do you think he's AEW bound? And I'll say that because I just noticed that Cage has just put in the chat there. Edge's contract isn't up until the end of September. So do you think he is eventually bound for the company or do you think his match with Seamus was his last match?
4: He
3: doesn't really need to go to AEW. Um, I think he's set. He's a WWE lifer. He could be there mm. for, he could do so much for the back. And then he could also just do what's best for him and look after himself and be there with his family. Um, I I I watched that match between Sheamus and Ed, Edge, and I I I got emotional at the end. I thought it was
2: it was great. great, it was terrific,
3: terrific match, so good. Um, all the false finishes. If you've been watching wrestling as long as we have. It wasn't really there. You're like, oh, you knew he was gonna kick out. Whoa! And then when he hits the spear, you're like, yeah, that's the that's the coup de grace. That's how you end it. Um, but yeah, it was a good match. So um, I don't see Edge coming mm. to AEW. Stay, do what you to do best, and stay with WWE and get that fat paycheck from Hunter and look after your family.
4: Mm.
2: And I also kind of think like, is he really needed in AEW? Like, do we need another ex-talent? I think visually it would be cool to see some dynamics of matches, but I really want to see the young talent push them up. Like, I can see Edge, as you said, going backstage and being more of a mentor, you know, supporting, you know, maybe going into a producer role or something like that or an agent or putting stuff together. Because I do think his return has been great. Some classic matches. His stuff with Seth Rollins was really cool. His Roman Reigns Universal Championship match was really cool. Hell on the Cell against Finn. But I do feel like, as you said, yeah, it's time. Great run. I love the match against Sheamus. And I think AEW bound, I don't see it. So, no. 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 Uh, any closing comments on All In?
3: Uh, I can't wait not to watch
2: it. <laughs> what did we do what a couple of months ago we did a prediction and what is it i predicted the card and then what mm-hmm. did you write
3: i don't care <laughs> feel free to feel free to do that tomorrow or whenever do it again you the chance. Okay. do it again just copy all and paste capitals, that shit
2: i don't care yeah
4: yep pretty much yep
2: all right so before we actually kick into the next part of the show guys we want to take a couple of minutes to give a shout out to two great wrestling podcasts that we support and we hope you guys support them as well
4: the mark order podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything aew on the shining wizards network join us live on youtube every wednesday night at 10 15 p.m eastern after dynamite to chat along with the show if you can't join us live Listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you.
1: What's up, everybody? I am the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter, the host of the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Yes, you heard that right. And I'm here to tell you about the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, the Smackin' Raw podcast me and my co-host vince delgado and miss katie kinsey Bebe of the she lead showcase do a weekly recap where we cover raw smackdown nxt dynamite and rampage we are on pornhub youtube and every audio platform you could think of and we are spitting what we don't like and swallowing what we do every week we've also got guests from some of your favorite podcasts so if you want to have fun take your pants off put in your headphones pull up to your favorite listening or viewing device relax and just have a good time catch up on the week in wrestling in our own unique way come check us out you guys can find me at matt ritter that is at m-a-t-t-r-i-d-d-e-r on twitter only there you will get linktree slash smack and raw that'll get you all of the audio platforms as well as Pornhub. you guys can also check out linktree slash creation world that will get you the youtube the merchandise and the porn as well as other great podcasts from creation world which is the banner under which the smack and raw podcast exists If you want to get everything in one shot, go to creationworld.com. There you'll find Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow if you're a fan of DC uh, CW superhero stuff. If you want to check out the Smackin' Raw podcast, if you want to check out our other show, Return to Wrestling, where me and my co-host Travis go back in time and he forces me to sit down and watch old WCW Nitros and pay-per-views and I have to suffer through Hulk Hogan repeatedly. If that sounds like something that you think is fun, come check that out as well. We also have a YouTube-only show hosted by Vince called spitter swallow that you can find on our youtube we've got so much content for you dungeons after dark as well that episode two is coming it is our most viewed episode on pornhub so if any of this sounds appealing to you i can't wait to have you guys come follow us listen to us and interact with all of you like i said take your pants off pull up get comfortable and let's have a good time
2: all right guys we are back and once again shout out there to some great podcasts We've been supporting them for quite some time. Get out there and follow them on Twitter and all their podcasting links. And thank you, Alan, for also reminding me that, once again, I had left the banner at the bottom corner because I did that with the last show and I'm like, I'm out. Shut it, stream down. Shut it down. I still haven't learned. So thank you.
3: I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but that's okay. You're very welcome.
2: Yes. I, we're just breaking the fourth wall, guys. My phone's here and he texts me. So I'm like, oh, shit, I can see AEW there. Damn it. So It's
3: okay. It's all good.
2: right couple of topics that we're going to talk about before we kind of uh, finish up the show probably within the next 30 minutes or so it's actually quite late and i can see Alan's nearly about to hit his microphone he's about to fall forward and fall asleep no
3: i'm good i'm feeling good i'm regenerized i'm feeling good i'm feeling okay let's keep going
2: well this is something that ties in to another thing that we're going to talk about and we're talking about the new star wars tv show I'm not a big TV show guy. I don't watch a lot of TV shows. I'm a movie guy. i rather sit down with popcorn or a couple of bags of popcorn and watch a movie. And this show, tell us, Al, is it started? How many episodes in are we? What are we looking at here?
3: What the fuck are you talking about? I'd like to get one popcorn, and then I'd like to get another seven. <laughs> Line it up. <laughs> then randomly, i put my penis in one, and then the missus has to pick which one it is in.
2: Quickly, because I'm really hurt here. The butters, the butters <laughs> are warm. No, I'm out. Why
3: do you? Why do you go? You you go for the coldest one? Never mind. I'm not having this conversation with you. It's fucking weird. Ahsoka. Mm.
4: That's
3: right, guys. Ahsoka is uh, uh, another Star Wars story there with uh, coming out of the the brilliant mind of Dave philian of um, who did the the Clone Wars series. Mm. And we first were introduced into Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, uh, movie that yep. came out many, 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 many years ago. Um, <clears throat> ties into uh, the, during the Clone Wars of episode three of Star Wars. Mm. Uh, and now this is Ahsoka is focused on many, many, many years after
4: mm.
3: the, the Clone Wars. During the Galactic Empire, and now it is, I believe, maybe five to six years after the Galactic Empire has stopped. And uh, but there's still pockets of uh, uh, Empire are still around. Uh, this also will tie, it has to, I believe, it will tie into the Mandalorian series. So if you've watched the Mandalorian, um, it ties into that also will tie in with boba fett the boba fett tv series it won't tie into the obi-wan kenobi series because kenobi happened at uh pretty much picks up after episode three and what Mm -hmm. happened between episode three and episode four of star wars Mm -hmm. two episodes are coming out now on both on disney uh of ahsoka And we're focusing on the characters that we've seen many times on the rebel series. If if you watch the, the, on the rebel series on Disney, another great show, uh, animated show too, made by the same creative uh, mind uh, of the Clone Wars as well, too. A a band of ragtag of uh, rebels get together and basically just go, we're against the empire in our power. And we're going to do everything with the to stop it. And also, this show had a little bit of aspects of it, You could watch it with your kids and have a bit of a laugh. And then it got quite serious. And then it would, some of the things would go over you, the kid you'd be watching with it over the head sometimes. And you would look at it and go, damn, this is actually quite emotional. Um, and the TV show was fantastic. Ended it on a very interesting note or where you're like, what? Well, well, what's going to happen now are we going to get any more episodes and they stopped it and this is when after that the tv shows like the mandalorian boba fett kenobi all those other shows started to rise and the sort of the cartoon shows besides the bad batch came into play so and then also to the last season of the clone wars which is again a fantastic season it explains everything of what went down during episode three and that very last episode for 22 minutes is an, is a, mo- a roller coaster of emotions you know what's happening if you've seen the films if you've read the books if you listen to the audio if you even know the Star Wars lore you know what's going to happen but you don't want it to happen because it's such, a, such an emotional show so with Ahsoka that we, uh, that's currently on Disney now is focusing on Ahsoka many, many years on. She's becoming very, she's the seasoned Jedi that she was. When we first saw her in the Clone Wars, she was a young woman, a young Padawan. Now that we see her now, she is the Jedi Master. And there is the storyline that we're seeing through here that she is looking for a wayfinder to look for Grand Admiral Thorn. And if you know your Grand Admiral Thorne character, if you know from the Dark uh, Horse comics from back in the day, he was like Vader's right-hand man. He was stuff that Vader wouldn't touch his hands with. Thorne was extremely happy to get his hands dirty and get the shit done. Pretty much all the jobs that Vader didn't want to get done, Thorne would do it for him. So at the end of the... Pardon me. The... Rebel series, we saw Thorn and Azria, who is the male, sorry, um, male characters, character, uh, drift away. We don't really know what happens next with them, but basically it's left with a door going. They know that Thorn's alive. Thorn's name was also recently brought up very, very quickly in the couple of last episodes of. The Mandalorian, because they're trying to, I think they're trying to rewrite different ways of in the stories, all, because everyone hated episodes, uh, the last two, the eight and nine. They didn't really know what they were doing there. Too many writers things are happening. No mm. one had an idea about it. So I think they're trying to rewrite it in a way of going, Oh, yeah, this is going to happen. But on the way, something more fun happened. Hmm. So. Uh, I don't really want to get too much into it as, as into the show because I don't want if anyone's watching it, it's too much spoilers. Um, but I would just like to say it is, it, it looks fun. It is, um, both episodes, the first episode was 55 minutes. Second episode was 44 minutes and they were just fun. They were just mm. uh, you tell, um, the Rocio Dawson, when I first saw her as Ahsoka, uh, when she was in the episode of The Mandalorian, you had to double take and go, hang on, there's a, of all people to bring back in that Mandalorian series, Ahsoka, really? You know, that she was at one time Attican's Pad- uh, Padawan. But again, mm. she so went to the dark side. And again, there's a lot of stuff that went down during the Clone Wars series where she actually denounced the Jedi way and went mm. and did the right thing. Um, but one thing that's always been, uh, brought a lot of joy to me, in the second episode, we did see the character of Chopper return. Now, I don't know okay. if, you're, if you know no. who Chopper is. Chopper is um, an astromatic droid, just like mm. R2-D2. Also, Chopper, if you look in the ways of, like, What type of animals droids would be? I would say when you look at R two D two, he is like a loyal dog. He Hmm. is he was always by Luke's side. He was always by Attican's side in the in the movies. You know he was very loyal to them. Chopper is not a dog. Chopper is a cat. Chopper is an asshole, and also known in the Star Wars lore, it's one of the biggest serial killers. In all Star Wars lore, <laughs> okay, I think he has the highest ranking kill, uh, kill shot
4: of mm. um,
3: over a thousand people. Good lord! He, yep, yeah, this one little astromatic asshole droid, I think, wiped out an entire star destroyer. Everyone on board died. So and also too, if you go back and uh listen to the Star Wars episode that we did for Rogue One, Chopper, the droid, actually makes an appearance. I don't know if I oh, actually okay. now no, you no. haven't told me that one. Yeah, Chopper is actually in the back. And uh there is a quite a lot of into that movie ties in with a lot of the rebel stuff, because there are certain ships in the background, mm. there's certain things you hear <clears throat> in the background over the PA system when it's being pulled. Some of those characters are actually in that show. But to have Chopper return in this episode um, was fun. And they're just mm. bringing back these characters. Um, but also, too, it, tying into gaming as well with Ahsoka, that she will soon be a possible playable skin in Fortnite.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, really quick before we jump into Fortnite, with how Disney released TV shows, is it like, here's them all? watch them at your own leisure, or is it tune in each week? So here's episode one, you wait, and then next week. Because I know some shows just go here, and they just give you all five episodes. And my wife is a binge watcher of shows, so she can watch an entire series in an afternoon. And mm-hmm. then she's like, oh, and then she watches a series, and goes, oh, no, I have to wait till next week. Like and I'm like, well, that's how shows usually work. It would be you have to tune in next Wednesday to see where it's at. So that's what I don't know. Is it like that, or is it here it is?
3: Uh, it's weekly. But we okay. were very we were very fortunate that they gave us not one but two episodes, which was fun. Mm. Yeah.
2: You think too, like uh, yeah. combining what the minutes you said, that's almost a film. Just in those mm. two episodes. It's almost what a good hour and a half, hour and forty minute film. So
3: Um, also some bit of sad news when watching it is too that Ray Stevenson is also in it. And we'll mm. know Ray Stevenson from I mainly remember him from uh Dexter, but also he was in the Punisher War Journal movie.
4: A couple yeah, of years Punisher, ago. Punisher Warzone,
3: yeah. Yeah, Warzone, sorry. And mm. he portrayed Frank Castle the Punisher. Mm. Um he is in the mo in the T V series. He plays uh sort of a Dark Jedi and after the show was finished, he passed away. And mm. uh, so in it was beautiful at the end of the first episode, it came up with a little disclaimer saying from for our friend ray and that's how they ended it it was beautiful and um yeah it, it's great too because we're going to see this character that he is playing in the show continue to be on here even though he's not mm-hmm. with us we're going to watch this show and, and then they spoke about it at the one of the star wars get together during a couple of years a couple of months ago sorry for star wars day and it turned into star wars week but they were releasing different things every day over in london and they were talking about, you know, Array's passing and how the cast were just like, we absolutely love this man. He did fantastic. We were actually, no, sorry. He was actually at that thing, uh, at the mm. actual show. And then a couple of weeks later, he passed. You didn't even think he was sick. It just came yeah. all of a sudden, very suddenly. But, yeah, mm. it's worth a watch. Um If you're a Star Wars geek like myself, uh, <laughs> the only downfall was that um, my partner attempted to watch it with me and ended up falling asleep. <laughs> so I'm like, hit the hit the bricks, babe. Go, sl- go get some sleep. I'm going to go chill out and watch this show mm. on my, on my downtime. So yeah.
4: Mm.
2: Well, nice. Well, maybe by the next, what we're going to do a TBK live stream, three guys in a couple of months. So maybe we can do a bit of a season recap or season review when that actually occurs. Uh, as Alan said, this is linking into a current game that we are both are playing, and we're talking about Fortnite. So last night was, a, <laughs> I would say, a funny night for me as my son sat up to all hours waiting for the servers to respond. He sat in a queue for ages. He's like, I'm in the queue. I've got six minutes. And then it's, like, got to zero, and it's, like, server's not responding. And I'm like, son, it's not going to be ready. Like, we, you're going to have to wait until, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I said, yeah, Dad's not, not- going to play it. I won't touch it. I'm already streaming something else. I said, I won't be playing the game. So when you wake up, he woke up at six o'clock this morning, had the game all loaded up. By the time I came and saw him, he was, what, two or three levels in. He already had leveled up. I oh, Dad, I've already bought this and I've got this now. And so just for this time, what did you think of Chapter 3? How did you go? Did you get the whole battle pass? Did you get the things you wanted? And then what's your views on the start of Chapter 4? So let's go to Chapter 3 what were your views and what was your final level up number if you remember
3: um this was a fun season um introducing the jungle lands the mud the the thermal weapons all that mm. good stuff um that was that was good um having optimus prime in the game was kind of fun too um i sort of went off a little bit towards the end um after i i had the battle pass and i went to level 100 and i got optimus and i went mm. well now i've now i've completed it i didn't really go over to the other skins in the game i i thought wow well, these are kind of cool but the optimus was the one i was gunning for and i'm like i've completed it now i can now put the controller down well
4: mm.
3: no i could put the game down more than i could put the controller down so i um i stopped playing for a bit and I occasionally I jump in. It's like, Oh, is anything new in the, uh, in the store? No. Okay. Then jump back out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I played a little bit more of Call of Duty and I was doing you know, a lot more, uh, Warzone type of antics. And that was fun. I, that was kind of good. Just jumping with a bunch of randoms and just having, having a bit of fun. Mm. I think I ended up playing, uh, the night, just the night before the reset. And did the, um, did the update for it. And I didn't stay up all hours of the night waiting for the service to be down. Yeah. Um, I did my, if you guys checked my streaming services out on, uh, TTV Roscoe Bosco, I, um, I did a couple of streams for some fallen wrestlers that, that and which was kind of fun to do. Um, but, uh, I think I ended up on 108. And that's as far as I got. I didn't need to mm. go any further. I was like, I saw the prime skin and I thought, that's what I want now. And that's what I'm going to get. And then I don't need to get anything else. Mm. That was it. What about yourself? Well,
2: I got to 203 was my thing. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. And I did it without spending one V-Buck on trying to level up. Uh, We got the Transformers Prime, uh, Optimus Prime, which would have been level 100. You would have first unlocked him. Battle Damaged, I think, was like page two or three, I think, in the bonus rewards. Mm -hmm. But really, after my son got him, he was like, oh, I've got him. Like He didn't really care for the other characters, and Mm -hmm. I didn't even know who they were as well. And then those new anime characters jumped in for the last fortnight or the last, yeah. know, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. for the last two weeks, yeah, I'll, I'll do them. I'll try and play them and earn them. But again, I'm, I don't follow a lot of that anime content. Yep. But yeah, the season really didn't jump out for me. Like the ruins was cool. As you said, the thermal weapons, the mud location. And then looking at this season, we've still got that. Like that didn't leave. Yes, yep. there's a whole heist theme to it. But we yep. still have the ruins. We still have, you know, all that stuff going on. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, to be able to, the grind was good. But to know that I didn't spend one bit of cash money to do good. it. Like I went to 203, I think we were 207 or something like that we ended up. But we got everything we wanted, purchased everything. And I said to my son for this one, this is till October like mm-hmm. we don't have to rush this like this is going to run until at least what second or third week of october we've still got a while to go let's just mm-hmm. ease ourselves in and he's like how much would it take would it cost to level up 25 times i'm like we are not doing that i am don- not spending v bucks on it we can grind it out and do it i'll do submissions every so often i'll quickly do a- the dailies Are done in 10 minutes jump out play something else mm-hmm. but what's your views on chapter four have you had a turn or what do you think so far <clears throat>
3: Uh I did one game last night and I got a victory royale straight off the bat and I put the controller down and went to bed. So I was quite pleased with myself with this first time, yeah. you know. New season, new crown, booyah in solos. Oh, look I look yeah. Mm. I got in it in solos I was, too. Yeah, I was quite impressed with myself. Oh, look at. I was like, yeah, so um I, this old dog still has a couple of tricks up his sleeves. Mm. Um it I there's some new. They brought back some of the, the older weapons, like the sniper rifles and uh, mm. the high, uh, the high caliber sniper rifles. And if you're, if you're a, ca- as my wife calls, sorry, my partner calls me, a campy little bitch. So I'm in the bushes, and when I'm gaming in the bushes, I'm any little chance, bang, I'm, I'm mm. instant takedown. I, I can't help myself, just done. Um, they've introduced the uh, the high power sort of rocket boost. Which is kind of fun for getting one from one mm. end of the uh because if you have seen in the trailer as well too that that came out uh yesterday it you can jump from one end of the map to sort of like not all the way to another side but it's quite far it can boost you um which is kind of fun um some of the skins in the past I'm looking at it going I have no interest mm. in whatsoever except two. Two have okay. got my different have got my um undivided attention. one is the soccer of course which is yeah. going to be uh i believe it's gonna be like a weekly challenge that skin is not gonna be available for another mm. month um i believe, but uh our old boy fish sticks is in the game, and he is called uh thick yeah, it was, it was, it yeah was thick was yeah thick thick stick i think. Thick stick and yeah. it, it's fish sticks, or well, it's either or, it's
2: either thick thick stick or it's either fish thick. I think it's fish fish stick, fish yeah. thick.
3: And he is swollen as a motherfucker. Mm. He is buffed <laughs> up, and it actually is like sort of making fun of the people who are quite buff and doing mm. that stuff. And because one of the uh, uh, one of his backlings on his back is a protein shake, one of those mm. big drums that people get yeah. the drums at. Um one of the emotes. One of the emotes to it is he actually grabs it and then pops it. And as the lid comes off, fish food, mm. uh, like protein fish food comes out, and he comes up and tries to bite it, just like an actual fish. Mm. Um but the skins to him are truly remarkable. The colors. Yeah. Like it looks like again, it's a singlet top, shorts, and just big old fish muscles it looks ridiculous and I said to myself I need that skin and I'm going to put a love heart next to that skin any other skins in the past in that battle pass like the the there's a vampire dude in it like he Mm. there's two versions of him one is sort of like the cool Dracula looking style and then is the proper uh vampire bat look like the meta, like um, I think they had a name for it. Was like the metamorphosis or something, yeah. or the Morpheus style. I think <clears> he's know, the and,
2: last one. I think that's level a hundred. That's the last thing on the normal game pass. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, I, my son saw that. He goes, "I need that. I want that skin." Mm. So you're going to have to grind for a boy, and you can get it. Um, but any other than that, that's the um, mm. the two skins I'm really I'm gunning for. Um. Mm. Nothing really different out of the game, really, except the little heist things. They're kind of fun. Um, just so many. I found that when you go to those places, the, uh, the ammo is always there. You're even yeah. droning through the game. You, you know, you're picking up ammo and then you're also dropping it because again, you're just building up too much. Mm. Um, but I think the season should be fun. Um, yeah, we'll just see what's happening next.
2: Mm. it was weird that we didn't get an event as well. Like there was nothing that we could have streamed together and like joined on and done something. There was just here it is, bang, off you go. Like there was no announcement of a a quick event we can earn some things, which I was like oh, I, I think, was a bit disappointed by, it, but yeah.
3: Um I think they like to do that almost like once or twice a year. So I think mm. the next the big event that we should stream together mm. is during the Halloween season. And yeah. Fortnite when they do Halloween they do it right and they do it scary mm. so it just...
2: was well that's when i first joined it the first time that we started playing i think was around late september early october and like we were like not, not even halfway through the battle pass we were still learning how to play it so we got a few skins like the evil dead skin and we got ash and stuff like that but i remember yeah the big cemetery with all the coffins and the battle bus being all what done up in halloween theme but we're meant to be also getting a transformers battle bus skin i think in october I heard as well, so...
3: Yeah, yeah, I heard that as well, too, and I was hoping we are going to get it this season, but mm. it didn't happen. Yeah.
2: But, no, it's good. I've enjoyed, you know, I'm trying to try some different other games out there that I'm trying to play that you can check out on our Twitch, which is just broadcast, and also Alan's doing, he's streaming with TTV, Roscoe Bosco 84 but I think that's all it for Game Talk there. Uh, before we have one last thing to chat about on the show, We want to take this time to also give a shout-out to two other great wrestling podcasts. Check these guys out.
1: What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks
3: Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling as well as paying homage to the
1: old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and any way you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media.
4: Interruption in progress.
3: Now hijacking into ANS 2.0 immersion rig. Now simulating the amazing nerd show. Featuring comics. <laughs> and
1: Batman's like, you're safe
3: here and everything, but the Joker all of a sudden pulls out a gun. And shoots
1: himself. Movies. People fight with lightsabers. What the hell do you want? I mean, you're every. I mean, in every one of these movies, there's a lightsaber battle.
0: Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm gonna rewatch it a million times. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying, <laughs> give me something more. Wrestling. That would be awesome. Oh my god, just a monster. <laughs> Fans would be like, holy, what the hell's going on? What happened to Jericho? Horror. It starts off like any other like home invasion type of story, and then. It just goes crazy. And
4: more. Hey, this is Christian.
1: Hey, this is Dan. And we are The Amazing Nerd Show. Make sure to download
4: us on all your favorite podcast platforms.
2: Well, guys, you know what time it is. Alan's left the room. So I have to give a bit of a readout of our sponsors and affiliates. So, Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance, and if you check out RogueEnergy.com and use our promo code 2702 at checkout, you will get 10% off products. Next one I want to talk about is Luxie. So Luxie can enhance your performance with their analog grips. These grips can be used on your PlayStation, your Xbox, and your Nintendo Switch. And if you visit Luxie.com and use the promo code BRO247, that's BRO247, you get a total of 15% off products. Up next is Triumph Chairs. So Triumph Chairs is a gaming chair company specializing in comfort and performance. Visit TriumphChairs.com and use the promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 10% off products. Up next is Clinch Gaming. Clinch Gaming manufactures custom professional gaming controllers that you can use on your Xbox and your PlayStation, and use our promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 5% off products. Up next is Player One Coffee. So Player One Coffee developed coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers, creative developers, and just about anyone who really enjoys a cup of coffee. And lucky last is VictoriousEyewear.com. So, Victorious Eyewear developed blue light blocking gaming glasses designed to eliminate digital eye strain and help you maintain comfortable and focused. Visiting our uh, victoriouseyewear.com and use the promo code BRO two four seven at checkout gets you ten percent off. So again, shout out there to Victorious Eyewear, Player One Coffee, Clinch Gaming, Triumph Chairs, Luxie.com, and Rogue Energy. Alright guys, we're back and once again always support fellow podcasters from all around the world so go out and check them out on their socials. Uh to finish up the show, you know, on a bit of a somber note as we touched on at the beginning, you know, we had two I would say generational talents, you know, pass away within the last, you know, 72 hours. The first was Terry Funk, which is something that I uh I think was our afternoon in Australia where I saw that that news broke and I saw a hashtag, you know, Terry Funk you know, trending, and I thought, oh, that's sometimes a good thing, sometimes not a good thing, and similar to when we see Ric Flair trending sometimes, you think it's a health concern, and it's like, no, it's okay, it's just a birthday, but for Terry Funk, you know, we lost a legend, and uh, you know, we've covered like, lots of his matches on this podcast, and like, we're talking, you know, Sabu, Terry Funk, you know, Born to be Wired, barbed Wired match for the ECW title, our debut episode of Oh My God, was Mick Foley, Terry Funk, IWA Japan, what tournament the final there for the for the trophy? We have covered his classics, what with Ric Flair, you know, Great American Bash, 1989, and we also have some ECW action where he what it was Terry Funk and Arn Anderson, you know, taken on I think it was uh, what Sabu or someone else, but I remember it was just like one of those random like ECW Worlds Collide matches. But I know Terry Funk is someone you've always spoke passionately about especially when we've covered things like King of the Ring 98 where he was there with Mick Foley and again Mick Foley another big fan of yours and yeah what's your views on the recent passing of Terry Funk
3: Terry Funk I I, I believe that man was going to live forever um how strong that man is gone and how he is uh I see him as wrestling's grandfather and that's not a a slap in the face uh, I I see that is a a turn of endearment because that man could do fantastic things. You know, um I remember the first time I was seeing Terry Funk wasn't even in a wrestling match. He was actually in the Beyond the Map movie. I had no idea who this man was. And, again, they, um the fellow who directed them and wrote the movie was a big Terry Funk fan. And for him to see, you know, his... His idol, growing up, he got to meet his idol. He got to work with his idol, and then you see this man. He was getting old. He was getting um on the, on his way, and he was injured. You know, just that very scene where he they talk when I mean, he goes to his doctor. You know, well, but will I be able to function normally? He's talking about his knees being there, saying, hmm. "You you've got no cartilage on your knee." It's you know the fluid there. You've got how are you going to continue to function around? You're going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. If you know, we've got to get things done. We're going to get things done quickly. Um, I think the saddest thing was too that uh, he lost his his partner, his wife. That was basically his backbone to everything he did. We saw her in the movie Beyond the Mat as well too. He spoke very highly of her with. Some of the the uh, the shoot interviews he would do as well too. Um, it was always very funny when you see her in the Beyond the Map movie. She's like, got everything else. She goes, "Oh, do you need your iron? The, the, the iron that he used to come mm. out with and the the
4: and brand." No,
3: I, the brand. And he goes, "No, I don't need. I don't need that, darling. I don't need that at all." Mm. Um, so just a lot of beautiful stuff that came out on uh, social media after his passing and people putting up some of their favorite matches um i went back and watched one of my favorite matches is uh he and stan Hansen in uh Mm. 1983 in japan Mm. that one day we're gonna have to sit down and watch it together man because it is just dudes beating the shit out of each other just (laughs) just just it's such a brutal match but you can tell that both of them again stan Hansen couldn't see you know his hand in front of his face he used mm. to wear these thick glasses but he again you couldn't wrestle with the glasses off so he take the glasses off so um legit you could tell that you know he probably thought terry was a bit far away from him so he could duke him but you could tell that he is legit fucking punching him in the face and then mm. you, and you can look at funk's face like what do you what do you do okay if we're going to do that i'm going to have to retaliate and then mm. they start beating on each other as to Too, it's such it was such a good match. Um, there's some of the craziness that he did in WWE when he came out as chainsaw charlie. I'm chainsaw Charlie with a bag of orange bag over his head mm. with powder for some reason, and he's wheeling a chainsaw. Um, I see that type of stuff, and I was like, wow, you know, what's going on here? This is Nazis teaming up with Cactus Jack. And then next week, you know, they're teaming up and being a tag team against the, the new age outlaws. And then it goes, Oh, no, 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 you guys are now fighting each other. So they just ran the arena on a raw show and just beat each other up. Um, it is extremely sad that finally that you know one day I knew that was going to happen. You know, I was again, I've heard many other podcasting people out there say. I would like Terry Young Funk to live forever um,
4: yeah.
3: because, again, he's just that type of vintage old-school soldier that he wrestled and he, and he was emotional too. Um, he spoke from the heart and how he, how he acted. Um, I love some of his much later stuff when he was in the WWE and he and Dean Ambrose, and there's that great yeah. hit there that came out yeah. And he just one time that Dean's like, I, I I don't want to. He's sitting around. Like, I don't want to use for a, a hardcore match. What am I going to pull out? And all of a sudden, just off this off screen, here comes Terry Funk and throws down a chainsaw. You can use a chainsaw if you want it. He goes, oh, I'm not going to use what you want me to use a chainsaw. Yeah. Okay. Says, you know, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, whatever you call him. And it was just fun. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, R- RIP, um, uh, yeah, uh, Terry, uh, thank you so much for what you did for our entertainment. Again, I never realized until you said to us the other day when you said in our chat that we have covered a lot of his, of his matches. Mm. And uh, I was like, damn, you know, that's – I, I went back and looked at them myself. I went, you're not kidding. Mm. And I'd like to thank uh, quite a lot of people who jumped into the um, the stream that I did the other night where I, um, I, I was playing 2K23 and i uh yeah, wwe 2k23 sorry and i just looked up a card and of some of terry funk's greatest matches and i just put him in the ring and yeah. uh, i did a few matches um i didn't do any audio over it i didn't i was purely just sit back if you want to yeah, sit back and watch it it's still on my channel for a bit um until the body gets deleted whenever that might be but it was just kind of fun to sit down and do like a, an hour and 30 minute stream watching Terry Funk kick ass and take mm. names. So yeah. Mm. Just thank you everyone who jumped in.
2: Yeah, like one of the first things that jumps out for me, and was an idea that we had around covering matches, and I thought, well, there's one that we've never done, which was the one where he beat Raven, you know, to become ECW world champion. You know, barely legal. You know, 1997, April 1997. What, co-main event, Terry Funk Sandman, Stephen Richards, Terry Funk with a moonsault <laughs> on the top of the ladder, mm-hmm. you know, and then he goes on to beat Raven with a small cradle after countering the DDT and becomes ECW, you know, World Heavyweight Champion. And then to cover that, you know, Sabu match, you know, we did the match at One Night Stand, you know, Dreamer, Bueller, and Funk against Leader Edge and Foley. Like he's produced a lot of classic things. But he lived a good life, too. Like, you look at Beyond the Mat, even though that's like 20 years ago, he was a loving husband, a loving wife, and he would be a grandfather, too. You know, to think that, you know, sometimes we think people are invincible and they can live forever. But, you know, he was one of those guys where he's provided so much entertainment, you know, to us as fans, for people personal in the wrestling ring. And it's great to see, you know, WWE acknowledge him. Because I think with the passing of Bray Wyatt, too, not that I think people forgot about Terry, but they made them equally you know, responsible by having, even on SmackDown, having both people there and talking about mm-hmm. them. Even though Terry was gone from WWE for a long time, he produced a lot of memories. And to have Cody come out and cut the promo tube and talk about the hard cowboys in wrestling and talk about his stuff with his dad, I think it was a great reflection on him. And I think with that, you know, we'll talk about the thing that I woke up to, and you would have woke up to, you know, as well on Friday morning, I think it was, was again, another hashtag, you know, Bray Wyatt. Why is this? Why is this hashtag? That's always he making his return because I was again waiting. This Bray Wyatt return, the Lashley feud didn't really finish. It kind of was starting and then didn't go anywhere. And next thing you know, the first thing I see in my feed is the at Triple H and the post, you know, coming off saying that he had spoken to, you know, Wyndham's uh, father, and, yeah, he had passed away. And I remember sharing it in our chat, and all of us were like, this can't be real. Like, what? This is Bray Wyatt. This guy's 36 years old. You know, he's in between, like, he's younger than you and I. Like, I'm 37, you know, you're 39, and he's a guy, a father of, what, four kids, all under 10, and just gone away like that.
3: Uh, this one hurt a lot. Mm. Um, I, um, remember getting it. I, I I remember seeing your message in our, in our group chat, but I actually had a, uh, a work colleague, um, message me and saying, Have you seen this? And I looked at it and I just went, That can't be real. Maybe it's a gimmick thing. Maybe they're like, you know, he, he's done like, it's one of those clickbait things, but it was actually legit real. Um, I know we've covered a few Bray Wyatt matches on this show, and uh, I'm extremely uh, humble when it came to watching his matches. I loved watching his stuff. I loved seeing what he did, and when he started, when the Bray Wyatt character was first introduced, um, it was just fun to see. He again, he looked like a dude like me, you know. He was a heavy set dude like Kevin Owens, you know. He's a he's a heavy set fella. And um, he was doing fantastic wrestling maneuvers. He was jumping off, doing stuff, and um. But then when he resurfaced and came back as the as the fiend, oh, I was intrigued. I oh, it it made me goose. I used to get goosebumps when they boom, everything would shut down, and it was a legit scary feeling. It, I would imagine what it was like. Being a kid, when the Undertaker first came into onto the television with the big tie, the hat, and the the gloves, and just hearing that eerie music and everything going dark, and you're like, he's this giant man coming down to the ring. He's like they're calling him the Dead Man. He's part zombie. You know, it was pretty much all that mm. stuff that was going on with him. But Bray just felt like a bit of a realism. Like mm. this is like a real horror movie come to life and just simply just wearing the mask and holding Wyndham's head as an hourglass sorry as a lantern um and he just ran with it and it was fun and you got chills and you wanted to and I loved it because all the little antics that was going on when he first made his return was on Smackdown and it would just be right in the middle of a like a someone doing an interview or a promo or something in the back and then something would flash on the screen and you're like mm. what, what 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 just happened there and there was the stuff that was going on with Alexa Bliss like she was seeing um Bray she was seeing the fiend in her in her head he wasn't really there the whole time so they were trying to get more and more stuff happening there. Um I totally understand now because I was wondering going, what is going on? Why did they stop all this? What need, what, you know, did they have, they didn't know what to do with the character. I think Hunter did some great stuff. I even know that, um, I believe it was Bruce Pritchard who did a lot of stuff alongside with Wyndham to actually create this fiend character. It's very similar to what he did with the Undertaker way back in the day. But then to actually understand what was the, one of the main reasons why he wasn't able to portray this character on TV because he was ill. And you can understand the privacy of that. The world doesn't need to know what's going on in your life. It's totally understandable. Just, um, and it just came as a shock. I mm-hmm. had, didn't even think of that. I mean, just the day before. We lost Terry Funk. We lost the grandfather of wrestling. It hurt. Losing Bray hurt a lot more because I I liked his style.
4: Mm.
3: I liked him when he was Husky Harris. Then when he came over and did follow the Buzzards in NXT, then he went to the main roster. He brought Lou Harper. He brought uh, Eric uh, Redbeard, all those guys, and they brought Strowman along. That's where he came along. That was kind of fun, and then Bray sort of disappeared, and then they introduced the Fiend. <clears throat> then the Fiend got burnt, and they burned him alive, and they killed that character off. He had a WrestleMania match against Randy Orton, and then that stopped. Hmm. And then they brought him back, and he was apologetic and said, "I am so glad to be here with everybody. I am so incredibly happy." And then he was fighting his own demons. With Uncle Howdy and all the other fiend was like, let me in, let me be that character again. Um, it took me back to like what Foley would do with the f- Three Faces of Foley. He had that type of style, and that's again I love Mick Foley because I look at Brace type of style. He was taking bits and pieces from all around of his favorite wrestlers. That was, and then I looked at it too. It was like this is my. He's doing some of my favorite wrestling type of stuff. Mm. This is fun to see. Um, but yeah, it's just that it was a major shock. Uh, my wishes go out to his family. Um, I hope I know that he's the, the the uproar of positivity and stories and how people have had experiences with him. Some of the beautiful stories that have come out, and everyone has spoken about how they like thank Wyndham for all the love they've received. Yeah. And positivity. And so, yeah, it's it just, it was, I shared a, a couple of tears yesterday, but I found a nice little quiet place in my, I got in the car when I finished up my day and just punched the, uh, the wheel of my car and blubbered out and got it all out of my system before I came home. And my missus already knew immediately that because again, when the fiend character was first introduced, I was showing her some of the clips on there. And when, when we landed at the I said to her, and she was like, is that real? I went, unfortunately, it is real. But on a positive note, I I, just saying that he is one of my favourite wrestlers and he will be deeply missed, but he will not be forgotten, because his legacy is going to live forever.
2: Mm. I don't think I can say it any better. I think, you know, you recapped his career from, you know, the highs and lows of the character, you know, of times of confusion. You know, we didn't know where it was going. You know, the Goldberg matchup and The whole thing at WrestleMania opening the show to lose to Orton, it just been really quick. Like there were highs and lows of that storyline. But when I think of like my favorite Bray Wyatt moment, it was Elimination Chamber 2017, you know, winning the WWE championship. Even though it was only a month reign, you know, for him to beat AJ Styles in the main event and become, you know, the WWE champion. That was just an awesome moment because he's like, this is the era of Wyatt. This is my time to take over WWE. And I know it was transitional to Mm -hmm. eventually get Orton, but then to have, you know, the Fiend have his series of matches with Seth Rollins and some of them make you scratch your head with the endings with giant mallets and you know Halloween style crown jewel matches for the universal title. And then to have what, you know, Tim or Tom Salvini. You know, design that really expensive fiend championship belt. But these are things that are going to be purchased forever. People can always display them and buy them. They're always going to be a presence there. And what I felt with Bray's character, and it's like an artist with a painting. Whenever he was talking, he was painting a picture Mm -hmm. and it's a massive portrait the way he would do it. Because if you look at his character, he was talking about this character back in FCW. Like when he was there with Bo Dallas and running around there talking about the man in the woods, he was teasing this all the way back then. He just needed more eyes on him to put more paint onto that brush and paint that canvas. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, you've you've recapped it great. There's nothing more that I can add that he was a star. He's a generational talent. I don't see anyone trying to fill the shoes of the Fiend. I think the Uncle Howdy thing will will close now. And mm-hmm. to see how SmackDown handled that was a great show. The Lantern, the Ten Bell Salute, the fans, and even to have that main event of The Fiend's first opponent, Finn, taken on The Fiend's last opponent in LA Night. And it was almost putting the final full stop on that. And, you know, I think as communities do, wrestling community, you know, they band together, they support mm-hmm. one another. It mm-hmm. does make you sit and reflect on your own life and how quickly – things can occur it makes you appreciate the moments that you have and I think I tell you this all the time that you've come on this journey with me for seven years Mm -hmm. you know we were doing this show when our kids were not even born or even just like newborn babies so Mm -hmm. I appreciate what you do in spending your nights with me because anything can happen in this world so I value our conversations even today like we've spent what close to seven or eight hours together Across the day, driving all across Melbourne, and then doing the podcast. But you've stuck in there, and I appreciate you. I love you for what you do. So I think it's just a chance for us to reflect. And yeah, I think um, any closing comments on this part of the show.
3: Um, I don't want to say this it, 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 this is meant to be a celebration. What we're talking about here, and I appreciate what you just said there. Um, I uh, am I going to return favour? Um, maybe. Thank you very much. Um. That's how I return favour. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um <clears throat> that
2: that means yeah. more than you saying it, so yeah.
3: Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm I am i gonna it feels uncomfortable even talking about it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yes. Um yeah, it just shows that uh your future's not really written yet yet, but you know mm. love the ones you love, hold you know, hold your family close, enjoy the times we have. And just keep going strong yeah, and keep doing what you do best.
4: Yeah.
2: All right, guys. I think we're at the closing hours. We're nearly up to two hours on the podcast episode. Uh, before we finish up, we just want to send a couple of thank yous once again to Nick and Keith from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for your support. Also for hosting us also on the Universal Wrestling Podcast Facebook. Uh, Facebook, also on their website, and also on their YouTube. Thank you guys very much for all your support. We also want to give a special shout-out also there to the thebloodlinenetwork.com. Thank you to all members of the Bloodline who have been in the chat tonight, from CageMyIQ uh, to Devin to Nick. Thank you, guys, for all your support. Spinbuster from Directors Cut, jumping in. Courtney as well. You know, this podcast is growing, and thank you, guys, for all your support in you know even just trending about us or posting or quote-treating us. Thank you guys for all your support. And if you haven't checked them out, guys, some great, fantastic content on the website, as I said articles, podcasts, audio, and video formats. And they're also doing some pretty great watch alongs. So if you like AEW and WWE, they do many watch alongs of those events as well. Um, just a quick shout out to our affiliates. You know, we've got members of Rogue Energy, Luxie, Triumph Chairs, Player One Coffee, and Clinch Gaming. You can check out our header on Twitter or on X to actually see those promotional discounts to get you some discounts on, you know, gaming products, chairs, grips, uh, coffee, and also energy drinks. Alan, where can people find you?
3: You can find me at, um, right down there. That's at Alan Ross, 84 at TBK. That's my, my X or my Twitter, whatever we are calling it these days. Um, yeah, I'm on there. Um, good for a follow. um, follow me i'll follow you back uh if you're part of the pro- part of the podcasting world i'm always good to hear hear other people's opinions and stuff like that um follow me on a very horrid performance. i will horrid again that's the ttv uh roscoe Bosco 84 my twitch channel uh thank you again for many people who've been dropping into my streams lately and checking out the vods i really appreciate it um I'm thinking about going back and playing some more, uh, Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops 3. So if, oh, nice. uh, people want to jump in and watch me play a game from many, many moons ago, then I thought I was, I was pretty hot shit back then. So if I'm going to be hot shit now,
4: hmm.
3: I'll see where to go. I don't know what that saying is. That's a horrible saying.
4: <laughs> I'm thinking
3: the, the stuff that comes out of my face sometimes, I just go, that was, what the fuck. You poor people that have to listen to us Australians go, Why the fuck is she talking about hot shit? So anyway it's like why would, why we, would hot
4: shit be a
2: good thing? Like why would that be suddenly be good?
3: Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know.
2: Well, you can check me out at Tom at uh, Mr. Underscore MMA Action. Don't really use it, but always there. If you want to send me a DM, have a bit of a chat, always available. But mainly the best way to get onto us is both on Instagram on Alan's side, which is the broadcast podcast, and Twitter, which is on my side at the broadcast, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T uh in terms of what's next we are cracking open this HBK Vault once again we're going to be putting up the Mankind versus Shawn Michaels match which was from a WWF In Your House Mind Games that we covered last year uh this episode will be coming out on Tuesday the 12th of September of next month uh classic matchup any comments and memories from this one Al?
3: this is an instant classic right there of um Mr. Shawn Michaels and Mankind. Um, It's a good episode. Um, It shows that um, it's got one of the best interviews before the match where Shawn Michaels gets a little bit lost and doesn't know what he's talking about, which is always a bit of a fondness to it. But then also just to have um, two ring generals of Shawn Michaels and Mankind in the ring, pounding it out, it's good.
4: No, it's
2: a great one, guys. And as Alan said, it is one of the most awkward, confusing promos. And even HBK walks off disappointed. Like, I don't even know what I was saying. So,
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. And we also will be doing another show at the end of the month. So check out our Twitter in regards to what that show will be. But in closing, as we say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or...
3: Good night.
0: men, it will be a combination of all three of these things, but you, you're different. Just like me, but unlike me, it is the fear that motivates you. I mean, you can lift all the weights in the world, but there's nothing you could do to lift off the weights of your own personal failures. That weight will drag you down. That weight will. blind you until the only thing you're able to see is my face looking down at you. (laughs) oh, Oh, I can't wait for that moment, man. That moment when you realize that all your hard work was for nothing. It all fades away. And so will you. Behold, the new face of fear.